don't just think I'm crazy as I go here a little bit tonight. I don't think I'm going to be real long. Somebody needs some help tonight, and God's going to help us. Amen? Somebody look at your neighbor, point your finger in the face, and he's going to help you. Amen. First Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Look at your neighbor and say, you're peculiar. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Aren't you glad that God's called you out of darkness? Amen. He called you into his marvelous light. Amen. Look at your neighbor for me and tell them, ain't you special? Look at your neighbor on the other side and tell him, ain't you special? Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy. Thank you for the opportunity to be in the house of the Lord tonight. God, we are thank you for an awesome service this morning. Lord, it has been incredible tonight, God, the Spirit. Lord, I have felt an unction and a power in the Holy Ghost, the delivering power. Lord, people being uh, set free from some things, but God, I know you're not done here tonight. Lord, I'm expecting, God, something great. Somebody's going to leave here in a special way, God. I know that, Lord. God, I love you. I thank you, God. Touch right now in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. One more time as you're being seen. Look at your neighbors. Ain't you special? <laughs> Ain't you special? It is actually a belittling, belittling catchphrase that is actually, if you if you search it on Google, anybody ever Google anything? I do all the time, especially preaching. It makes, makes it easy. I mean, for stuff that's not biblical, okay? It makes it a little easier for me to deal with stuff. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not in the new trends, okay? Let me just say this right now. I'm not into all the new, new, the old, and all that kind of stuff. But I remember this one. It's it's a catchphrase. I've heard people say it all the time. Ain't you special? And actually, you know, somebody's not really meaning that you're special. It's actually kind of a belittling. And, a, and when you Google it, it's, it says that it's a catchphrase that's used as a passive-aggressive sarcasm. Amen. I don't really know who she is. I've seen the pictures of her a few times and I've heard people talk about her or whatever, but the name is the church lady. Anybody ever heard of her? She was a recurring character from a series of uh, sketches on American television show Saturday Night Live. She was known for the catchphrase, well, isn't that special? From my understanding, she was uh, a self-righteous critic that talked about all the uh, uh, movie stars and, and basically was belittling them with her little phrase and a bunch of other phrases well isn't that special perhaps you remember her if you're like me from the 80's her name was Thelma Harper better known as Mama 
in the Mama's Family series sitcom. Every once in a while, she would say, well, ain't you special? And she did not mean that you was really special. She's meaning you're a little touched. You got issues. You got problems. You're just not exactly normal. Amen. No doubt some of you, as I have, have used that similar phrase, one of those when referring to someone that you thought was not normal. That wasn't quite up to your standards. And you said, well, ain't they just special? I like Brother White the way he puts it. He said, that's a special kind of stupid. <laughs> I've seen some people, I thought, that's just a special kind. you got to be really good to be that stupid. You know? Look at somebody again and say, hey, you special. <laughs> Tonight, if you ain't figured it out yet, I'm going to be preaching for a few minutes on that phrase. Ain't you special? I asked a question to you tonight. Again, I don't plan on being long, but I plan on helping somebody before I leave here because when God dropped this in my spirit, Brother David, I'm telling you what, the Holy Ghost hit me and the devil has fought this place all day long with a lot of different types of things trying to keep this service from happening. But guess what, devil? You've already lost. And we can close service right now and the devil's already lost. But Brother, Dave, Brother Donnie, it ain't done yet. So my question is tonight, what is normal? In case you don't know, well, let's just tell you. Normal, according to the dictionary, as an adjective, is conforming to a standard, usually typical or expected. For example, it's quite normal for puppies to vote for their food. In my house, it's quite normal for the cats to go, meow, meow. Because they can see the bottom of the bowl. They got food in there, you just won't eat it. There has to be food at the bottom of it, right? But got cats, you know what I'm talking about. Normal as a noun, it means usual, average, or typical state or condition. Or we would use it in a phrase as her temperature was above normal. I've defined normal tonight because we don't always use the definition of normal like it's supposed to. Kind of like ain't ain't special. It has a way that in certain events that we often react with what we would call normal ways. The problem is this, that we accept the human, the secular ideal of the response that we should in our own lives and we justify them as normal. You know what I'm talking about tonight? For example, if we, let's talk about loneliness for a second. Normal feeling that we experience when we are isolated, especially from loved ones or, or, or from people that we, we hold dear to our life. The, the, the normal feeling is loneliness. We feel lonely. Right? Irritation is a normal feeling. It shows up when somebody has disrupted our peace. 
somebody has used some uh, some kind of insignificant behavior uh, of other people or other events, Brother Donnie, and, and we begin to be irritated at certain things, and, and that is a normal feeling, right? There's many kinds of other feelings that, that has a tendency to break out and, and manifest itself in our lives, like anger, fear, jealousy, Normal, we, we feel uh, resentment and disappointment and depression and, and confusion and hurt. We all associate that with very normal feelings in our life. Let me tell you tonight, we are not immune to these emotions. Everybody sitting in this building tonight, at some point or time, you have felt anger, possibly today. You have felt jealousy, and, and you felt resentment, and disappointment, and depression, and, and confusion. Maybe you feel that place right now. If we experience them, then we have not lost our walk with God, folks. But here's the point, okay? We do not have to be conquered by these feelings. Let me fix whatever's going on back there. All you guys move up this way. Come on. Right now. I don't know what's happening, but it's not going to disrupt this service in the name of Jesus Christ. Move on up this way. Bring her with you. Or let her come step with Bethany. Everybody lift your hands and love the Lord right now. Come on. In the name of Jesus, we love you. We magnify you. We praise your wonderful name, Lord. Hallelujah. God, you're mighty. Come on, I need somebody to pray with me right now. Jesus, right now, we love you. You're mighty. You're awesome. You're powerful. God, there's no God like you, no God beside you, no God before you. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't God good? Come on, clap your hands and love him right now. See, I told you we're not immune to them emotions because I feel a little anger right there. You forgive me. Because I don't want the devil disrupting what's fixing to happen in this place tonight. But somebody's going to leave here touched. Somebody's going to leave here delivered. I'm going to tell you now, we're not all immune to the emotions that we feel in our lives. But here's the situation, folks. we got to understand something. I'll get back to my special here in a second. All right, you're special tonight. Hey, you're special. Brother John, you're special. You're like, what do you mean, Brother Orton? We can't let our feelings. We can't let our feelings mess with us. Those are some normal feelings that we deal with. But here's the thing. If we're not careful, we begin to justify these feelings as being normal or human. As though Sister Penny, there are legit, a legitimate way of acting Amen. to the point that it can damage our abilities to do God, what God has really created us to do, and that's to help other people. Amen. When circumstances cause certain responses from us, do, do you know why you're feeling what you're feeling? Or you just say, I'm only human. I can't help it. It's just my normal response. 
as I've heard some of our bus kids here a while back, and, and one of them is dealing with a lot of anger in his life, and, and his sister said he got upset about something. His sister said, well, uh, that's just the way that called their name, their last name, and said, we are. We just have anger. Other words, accepting the fact that, yeah, anger is a normal, it is a normal way of feeling, but it's not a normal thing to always feel anger. Amen. Loneliness is a, it is a normal feeling that we deal with, but it's not something you should deal with every day of your life. Depression is a normal feeling that we're going to feel, but it's not a, it's not acceptable for you and I to live in a state of perpetual uh, uh, the depression in your life. The fact that you can just accept it, it's just, I'm normal. This is the way that it is. But Donnie here tonight was facing some things. We found out the fact that Aunt Sharon is uh, 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 maybe facing the fact that they're, 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 they're saying that uh, she may not have much longer to live. And of course, he's feeling natural, uh, normal feelings tonight of, uh, of sadness, no doubt. I want to look at just a moment at, at some normal responses in the lives of, of some people that we know according to the word of God and his disciples. One day when the uh, the Bible says that, uh, that an evening had come and Jesus looked at his disciples and said, let's go to the other side. And when they had left all the multitude that they had just fed and they got on the boat with Jesus and, and they're going across them in their boats and, and all of a sudden a great storm came and it began to uh, beat against the boat and water began to fill into the boat and, and, and they all of a sudden there was a normal feeling that come on them. They were afraid, Sister Michelle, and they began to go down to Jesus and say, hey, don't you care that we're going to perish? What happened? They began to feel a normal feeling in their life and, and Brother Donnie, they got afraid because because the winds, I'm going to tell you now, if I was out in a boat in the middle of the water and I couldn't see land around me and, and, and all of a sudden the water was coming, it'd be normal for me. I'd be afraid, folks, all right? I'd be afraid. And all of a sudden, Jesus got up and he looked at the wind. And you know what he done, Sister Ashley? He, he rebuked the winds and he, he looked out there and he just stuck his hand out and he said, peace. Be still. And the wind stopped. He looked at them and said, why are you afraid? Oh, it's normal. I mean, you have to think about the fact when Jesus looked at them and said, why are you afraid? I can imagine Peter looking at John and saying, what is up with him? I mean, water's coming in the boat. There's a, there's a hurricane or a tornado on this. It's about to turn this boat over. And he looked at me and said, why are you afraid? It'd be like somebody storming in this place tonight with a gun and all of a sudden pointing at everybody and saying, you know what, I'm fixing to kill you all. And I'm all sitting here and saying, cool. Right, cool, that's all right, yeah. Listen, folks, fear of storms is normal. But Jesus wasn't normal. Amen. And he didn't want his disciples to be normal either. First Thessalonians 4 and 13 said, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. 
What's he saying here? Sorrow is a normal response to death. I'm going to tell you what, when my mama died, yes, I was. I had sorrow in my life. When my daddy got killed in that hunting accident uh, 20 plus years ago, Brother David, it was natural. I had sorrow in my life. And we all can relate to that because we've been touched by death in our life. Have you been touched by death and it made you sorrow? Have some sorrow. It, it makes us sad, but it 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 it, it, it uh, uh, gets all these feelings of anger and resentment and bitterness and doubt and fear along with the sadness. All of a sudden, we're letting what we think this world thinks is normal invade our life, brother Tommy. But brother Donnie, it is normal for us to be sad when a loved one died. But let me tell you what's normal, not normal, and that's for us, Hallelujah, to get mad and get upset and go into perpetual state that you can't do anything at all. Amen. There are some normal responses, but Paul, when he looked at them, and said, he was saying, look, it's normal for you to be sad when a loved one dies. But Paul said, you know what? We're not going to sorrows as others which have no hope. But he, what he was doing was he killing them. In other words, we're not normal. Oh, uh, you know, we have a tendency, praise God, to be normal. Our normal is a default in our lives. And our almost makes us feel like we're less than human. And, and we go to this place, hallelujah, normal puts us in the same place as everybody else in this world. But I come to sell, tell somebody tonight, you are not normal. God didn't call you to be normal. He didn't call you to be like everybody else. Hallelujah. The problem is, hallelujah, when we came into normal feelings, we lose all the advantages that God has given us as being a child of God. We're not like everybody else. This world's trying to redefine what normal is. I come to tell somebody tonight, you are special. Hallelujah. You're special. You're not like everybody else in this world. You're not like the world. You don't think like the world. God put something different in you. You're not normal. You're special. Now look at your neighbor, Brother John. You are special. Come on, tell somebody, ain't you special? You need a, your response to them is that yes, I am. I'm a child of God. I'm not like everybody else in this world. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. I'm not normal to this world. What is normal? This world's trying to make sin normal. I'll tell you that's what's normal. Amen. This world's trying to make sin normal. Talking with somebody. About the subject of pornography. You know, usually if you're if you're addicted to porn, it's, it dates back to something, okay? Yeah. You either was exposed to it somehow or another, and all of a sudden that got a hold of you. If you're addicted to drugs, it dates back to something, okay? Somebody introduced you to drugs. If you're addicted to anything, it dates back to something. Somebody exposed it to you. You had an addiction, but here's the thing: I was talking to somebody, and we was, it was trying to figure out date back to when that addiction come into their lives. Addiction of porn, they had addiction of pornography, and the question was asked: When, when did they go back? And they and they they talked that side it back to the time when somebody was showing them pictures of a of somebody that was naked and stuff. And that I, I guess it went back to that. But this was a statement that was made. But be honest, though, it was something that was talked about at school like it was no big deal. Like all the guys was asking you, well, what porn site do you look at? And what porn site do you look at? And, and what, what, what do you go look at for your porn site? Like it's just a normal thing. I'm like, huh? 
You see, this is what's going on in our world right now. In the problem that if we're not careful, that's infiltrating in our church. The world is trying to redefine what normal is. It's normal that you're going to feel uh, okay, come on, let's go with it. All right, I'm, I'm here, so let's go with it. It's normal. They're trying to teach it to our kids that it's normal that you're gonna you're gonna question whether you're a man or a woman. It's easy, folks. Just look down, check out the plumbing. You'll know what you are. If you got male parts, you're a male. If you don't got them, you're a female. Simple. I remember my 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 wife's uh, brother, Brother Fuller, went back and he's our pastor. He used to say it pretty simple. If you're having any issues with what you are, just look down. You'll figure it out. But see, our, our, our generation is trying to make all this stuff normal. They're, they're putting it on the television sets and, and, and they, they, you know, the, the, homosexual, the homosexual agenda and saying, oh, it's okay. Everybody goes through these phases. Everybody feels, no, it's not okay. Uh, and it's not all right. It's still against the word of God. And, and, well, come on, here's the gem. I'm not, I'm not getting on your bad side. It's all right. We get over it because, you know, I got the word to back me. You ain't got nothing to back you up, all right? But, you know, everybody's saying, oh, come on, let's legalize marijuana in all the states because God made it. Yeah, he made it. He made cliffs too, but I don't jump off of them. Wait, if, if it's okay to just smoke it because he, he made it, then go find some of that stuff. When you smoke, it's going to kill you. Well, he made it, so go ahead and smoke that. It's normal. Everybody's going to smoke this and drink that. and It's okay. It's normal for you to go ahead and have sex outside of marriage because everybody's doing it. I don't care if everybody's doing it. That don't make it normal. It don't make it okay. And the problem we're having, Brother Donnie, is the world trying to redefine normal. So you and I, hallelujah, are walking in this world trying to be a child of God with what the world is trying to redefine normal. And let me just go ahead and say right now, we're not normal. We're abnormal, okay? Amen. When it comes to the world that we're living in right now, we are not normal. Don't try to be normal. Don't try to fit in with them. I want to tell you tonight what you are. You are special. You are a child of God. God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Praise God. He didn't call you to be like everybody else in your school. He didn't call you to be like everybody else on your job site. He didn't call you to be like everybody else. He called you to be a child of God. He called you to make a difference in this world. He called you to be world changers. He called you to change this city. He called you to change your family. He called you, hallelujah, to do a great work for God. He didn't call you to be normal like what the rest of this world is calling normal. But he called you to be special. He called you to be called out. Matter of fact, 2 Corinthians 6 and 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. He's telling you to get out from among them. He called Abraham out from among everybody else. He said, Abraham, you're not like them. Come out of there. Separate yourself from them. Come on, hear me tonight. God didn't call you to fit into the world. World. He called you to be special. He called you out of this world to make a difference in this world. Listen to me. When we, when we decide to 
reach outside of what this world is calling normal brother Donnie and reach out into something that God hallelujah is calling us to which is abnormal to everybody else that's why Jesus stepped down the bow of that boat and he looked at that storm and he rebuked that storm and he rebuked the, the winds and the waves and it all began to calm and he turned around and looked at them on that boat brother Texas he said why are you fearful you know what he was saying there telling them he said why are you afraid when you got me on the boat I got a question for you tonight why why are you afraid when Jesus is on your boat and you start going through a storm? You just need to wake him up. You've been letting him sleep in your life too long. And somebody needs to get Jesus and wake him up on your boat. Hallelujah. Because you not just got anybody on your boat today. You're selling this course of life with Jesus on your boat. And with Jesus on your boat, you're not normal. You're not like everybody else. You're special. Hallelujah in God's eyes. We keep our heads, hallelujah, straight where it needs to be, hallelujah. And we don't lose control like everybody else in this world. And we keep our cool amidst everything that's going on around us. Hallelujah. There's something special about you when you can let the Holy Ghost lead and guide you. There's something special about you when everybody else is having sex in your school and you're choosing to be a virgin or you're choosing, hallelujah, to not be like them when everybody else is doing it. They're smoking and drinking and all that. And you you're choosing to say, you know what? I'm not like them. I've been called out. Hallelujah. I'm not normal on their standards, but I'm special. God's called me out of darkness. He called me in his marvelous life. He has called me. Called me, hallelujah. Not to be like them. Sister Peter, he's called me to be special. Hallelujah. Brother Donnie, when we realize that we're not like everybody else and we are separated, oh come on, oh come on, that's what that's what he, that's what the holiness means. You're called out, you're called out to be separate, you're called out not to be like everybody else. Hallelujah! That's where your power comes from. When God separates you, He restricts your life. How if you don't have no restrictions in your life, there is no power in your life. But when we realize, hallelujah, oh come on, you got to resist sin, you got to push sin back in your life. You're not like everybody else. That's why you're called out. That's why he separated you. That's why he put you where you are. Hallelujah. And we need to embrace that. Hallelujah. And realize we're not normal. Amen. Entire New Testament seemed to be dedicated to showing us how to be abnormal in a normal world. Paul said. 2 Corinthians 12 and 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations that was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that I might that it might depart from me. He said, Look, I've got I've got this thing I keep asking God to get rid of, but it's not going nowhere. Verse 9, he said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Huh? We, we look at it and say, I, I, I'll be strong when I get strong. But the Lord said, No, you'll get strong when you realize you're weak and I'm strong. Yeah. So Paul said, Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities yeah. that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Listen to him. He said, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches. In necessities, or other words, in things that I need and I don't got. In persecutions, in distress, 
for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Folks, that's not normal. Amen. Yes, listen to me. Somebody ain't getting it now because that's not normal. Paul, Paul wasn't normal. But he said, you know what? He, that's not no normal response. Normal, normal people don't take pleasures in infirmities. Yeah. Oh, the preacher talked about it a little bit last night. It's just ironic. I've had this all week long, and he got to talking about it last night. You know what? But that's where our power comes from. All of a sudden, bad things come in our lives, and all of a sudden, I was like, praise God, I'm going through a trial. Praise God, the water bill's due, and I don't got the money to pay it. Praise the Lord, I've got strip rope. See, I, I read all these big words, you know, I understand it, but let me put it in perspective right now. Praise God, I've got American problems. Praise the Lord, my kids are rebellious and they don't listen to me. Woo, glory. Somebody said, Brother Orton, what's wrong with you? I'm trying to tell you tonight, we are not normal. <laughs> because Paul let us know because all of a sudden when we're going through trials and tests and we think we got it all under control and we respond like everybody else respond that makes you like everybody else but when we're going through trials and tests and all of a sudden you wake up and you've got stripped through oh come on I'm not telling you just the glory in the fact that you're sick the glory in the fact that God is taking you through this for some reason he don't let you go through anything if he hasn't got a motive behind it he's trying to get something out of you he's trying to put something in you He's trying to make something out of you. And the normal response for a child of God needs to be, God, I don't know what you're doing, but blessings are coming. I don't know what you're doing, but I know blessings are coming. Hallelujah. When it looks up and you ain't got enough money to pay the bills, and you're a faithful tithe payer, you can say, oh my goodness, I ain't got enough to pay it this week. I must have a check coming to the mail. Hallelujah. That's not normal to everybody else, but to the child of God. Hallelujah. Normal people get mad. Normal people get bitter. Normal people get this uh, discouraged and, and outraged and upset. But we're not normal. We're special. We're called out. Hallelujah. And we need to understand something. We're not like everybody else. Oh, come on, this world, you know what they do? They get mad. Hallelujah. If you mess with, if you mess with their stuff and they get all these toxic attitudes and, and they get all upset and they complain and they're loud and they get on your nerves and all that kind of stuff. But the child of God, when you're going through a trial and your boss is up in your face and he's cussing you, hallelujah. The child of God, you're special. You're looking down and you're smiling and saying, I must be fixing your raise, hallelujah. Oh, God, I must be fixing your promotion to another job. He's about to fire me. That means I got another job lined up somewhere. We're not like the world. We're special. Hallelujah. We're called out. Yes, yes, yes. The Apostle Peter wrote, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. Hallelujah. Which is to try you. Peter said, don't think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as some strange thing happened to you. Listen to him as he said, but rejoice. Inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, 
that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Apostle Peter said, you know what? If you've got a fiery trial coming in your life, don't you think it's strange? You just need to realize you're getting to suffer with Jesus. You're getting to suffer like he suffered. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, there's glory coming. If you're going through a trial, you need to wake up and realize God's got something good coming your way. You don't have to You don't have to just be disheartened. Let me tell you, that's not normal right there. But we're not normal. We're not like everybody else. We are special. Brother Donnie, God has called us out. Amen. The normal person don't rejoice. They don't break out in a glad dance when something's going on. <laughs> Fire trial comes into your world. You know what most of us do? We get mad, we get hateful. Everybody else, we don't, we don't get, don't you touch me, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> I won't come on the wrong set of bed. You better leave me alone. My goodness, get back to bed and get up on the right one then. Come on, that's the normal. That's the normal thing. You go off in depression some more. That's the normal thing for this world, Brother Donnie. But we're not normal. We are special. I'm telling you tonight. I come to tell somebody tonight. You are special in this place. God has called you. He has he destined you to be something great in your life. Hallelujah. We don't need to withdraw. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. This. Oh, you know what? Somebody, somebody hurts us and the natural. We withdraw from everybody. We put walls up. You ain't gonna hurt me no more. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. How many hurts? You don't hurt me no more. We put all these walls up and say, "Leave me alone." That—that's the normal attitude. That what you know what God has called us to do, just like Jesus did, brother, brother Donnie. They hurt him. They beat him. They crucified him. But when he's hanging on that cross, he looks down at them and said, "Forgive them," because they don't know what they do. He died for them on that cross when they didn't love, forgive, and care for him, and they were mistreated. Hallelujah, you and I can be the same way. It may not be normal in this world, but you know what? It's not abnormal in God's kingdom to forgive somebody. It's not abnormal in God's kingdom, hallelujah, to have a smile on your face when you're going through the hardest trial you've ever been through. Amen. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul, when he was threatened with death, you know what he said? To live is Christ. When we're persecuted, we need to be like Paul and Silas when they was thrown into prison. Hallelujah. And at midnight, you know what we do? We get on Facebook and we tell everybody about it. Oh, God, I'm done with life. I'm done. I hate I'm done. <laughs> we'll say, hey, I'm done. Spreading on Facebook. Tell all the lies. I wish they had one that pops up that I'm done. Actually, I'd rather really, really have one pop up that you're stupid. <laughs> God, please don't ever, don't ever let them create that. I'll get in trouble. I have to get in trouble. I'm done. That's our normal. We, we go through a trial. You know what? You're up all night worrying and depressed or playing Fortnite or whatever you do all night long. Praise God. Instead of getting a good night's sleep and getting up where you enjoy life. Oh, that's another sermon. <laughs> so you're in the midnight and you go, oh, God, woe is me. I'm going to go on Facebook and tell everybody I'll pay my life. Good Lord. That's normal for this world. <laughs> but listen, folks, don't be normal. Amen. Normal people wallow in self-pity. 
Normal people, they, they, they wallow in their defeat. Normal people quit and say they have good reasons to do so. Normal people quit when all the odds are against them, they quit. But Paul and Silas in their midnight hour and then they're chained in a jail cell. You, you know what they done? Hey, Silas, let's sing a song tonight. Midnight, Paul, what do you mean? Don't care if it's midnight. We like all these other jail guys that's in this place. That sing. At their midnight hour, Brother Donnie, they begin to sing songs. Amen. Listen to me. In your midnight hour, most of us, we're doing what everybody else in this world does. We're getting mad and upset and we're done and we're quitting and we're telling everybody on Facebook. But Paul and Silas in their midnight hour. They didn't do the normal response. They sung and they gave praises to God. And you know what happened? Every jail cell around them was opened up because them men weren't normal. Amen. If you'll walk through this life and you'll not be normal, you'll realize that you are special. You're not like everybody else. And you'll praise God in your midnight hour. Everybody around you, Brother Donnie, your jail cells are going to be opened up. Brother David, everybody around us, it will not be normal like everybody else. And we'll sing praises in our midnight hour. Sister Hammer, God will open up the jail. He'll not only open up your jail cells and shackles fall off on you, but everybody around you's jail cell, hallelujah, will open up and their shackles will fall off. And you know what? The, the jailers come in. They was ready to kill themselves because they seen all the jail cells open. Oh my goodness, we're going to die because everybody. And you know what Paul said? Don't leave. Everybody's still here. They was having such a good time in their jail, rejoicing with the men, hallelujah, in the middle of their trial. They wasn't going nowhere pray. Let me tell you what, if you'll be willing to praise God in your midnight hour, you're special. You're not like anybody else. God's called you out of darkness. He's called you into his marvelous light, hallelujah. We need to understand something like, we are not normal. We're special. Come on, clap your hands and love him. Two thousand nineteen needs to be a year that some of us strive to not be normal. Yes. We've been doing the normal thing long enough. We've been we've been we've been responding to adversity with anger. Yeah. Hatred, bitterness. We've been responding to somebody rubbing against our, our our thoughts and our ways and been responding to them by by getting bitter and hurt and upset. Come on, church, we've been We've been living too long in response, reacting. Hear me. This needs to be something we need to ingrain in our spirit. We've been responding way too long with reacting to what happens. And we need to go in 2019 with a proactive idea that I've done made my mind that before the trial ever happened, I know what I'm going to do. Before the midnight hour, before I ever get thrown in jail, Brother Donnie, I've done made my mind up. If I get put in jail, I'm going to praise him anyway. We need to go into 2019, hallelujah, with this attitude that says, you know what? I'm not going to respond like this world because I'm not like this world. I'm special. Come on, look at your neighbor again and tell them, ain't you special? Your response needs to be, yes, I am. I'm a child of God. I read my text again tonight. And I'm fixing to be done. And we got some up here already, but I want to minister to a few people before we ask to help all to call tonight. I feel I feel God wants me to minister to some people. 
1 Peter 2 9 says again you are a chosen generation listen to what he says you are a chosen generation you're not just anybody he's chosen in this generation you've been chosen by him he goes on to say you're a royal priesthood a peculiar people now listen folks you gotta understand something that word right there does not mean you're strange okay that word peculiar does not mean you're strange. If you look that word up, that word peculiar means his own special people. You go ahead and look it up in your Strong's Concordance. You got one on your, on your phone. You go home, pull your Strong's Concordance out. And you look that word up right there, peculiar. It does not mean that you're a strange. We've had so, I've heard it preached for so many years. Oh, we're peculiar people. We do act strange. The only strange that we are, folks, that we don't act like everybody else. What this means right here, you're special. Why are we special? Because we show forth the praises of Him who's called us out of darkness into his marvelous life. You've been on my mind the last two weeks. You hear me? You hear me? You are special. God's anointed these hands for greatness. And too many times, honey, you get yourself caught in this little place of this dilemma and you beat yourself up thinking you don't matter to nobody. Am I right? Yeah, I don't matter to that. You're special. Don't you ever let the devil tell you anything but that. You're special. God's called you for a special purpose. You're not going to be like nobody else. You're going to be who God's called you to be. Awesome, you hear me? I'm going to use you to let him. Is there anybody? Special, you hear me? The devil lied to you so much. He told you you'll never get your stuff back. You lost your stuff. God wants to take that in your life and he wants to use it to touch other people. This scripture tonight that I read, he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. It was especially for somebody like you. You've been raised in church all your life. You, on the other hand, is different. But he's raised out of darkness. He's called you out of darkness. He's placing you in this marvelous light. He don't do that just to leave you there. You know what he does that for? That you can take that light back into the darkness and bring somebody else out of that light. That's what God wants to do for you. You keep that hunger you got in your spirit. You keep that hunger in your heart. And you watch and see what God's going to do for you. He's going to blow some people's minds around you. He's going to use you in a great way to touch people all the way around your lives. Hallelujah. Your family members and people all around you. God's going to do something special in your life, Ashley. You hear me? God wants to use you in a great
Before we have everybody else come, I want to, everybody stretch your hands for these three ladies up here. I want to pray for them right now. Jesus, in your name. Come on, guys, lift your hands. God wants to touch you. Jesus, right now, in your precious name, touch them, Lord. Hallelujah, the mighty name of Jesus. God, refill with the Holy Ghost, fill with the Holy Ghost, do something great in your lives. God, right now, in your name, I rebuke him of fire of hell. Don't you let the devil tell you you're anything but special. You are special. God wants to hear you. God's going to use you. You've got to be willing to go outside of your box. Go outside what the world called normal. And step into what God's got for you. Oh, come on. I wonder if anybody else tonight would come to this altar and raise your hand. You can get on the altar if you want. I want somebody to come up here and raise your hand to the altar and begin to say, I am special. God, you have called me. You called me out of darkness. You called me to your marvelous life. God, I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm not going to respond like everybody else. But God, you called me. Come on, ladies. In the heart of God. Come on, child of God. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, sir. Get out of where you are. Come up here. God's called you. Come on, church. Come on, church. Get a hold of God.